Welcome to a very special edition of Mediterranean Sustainability Partners. I'm your host, Ellen Wasselina, and I'm so pleased to have our second Davos debrief with Christian Schmitz and Oliver Gottfried. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning and uh, good afternoon from Tokyo. From Tokyo. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, I, I wanted to go back, as you know, this is a special series of the podcast going back to the luncheon, Christian, that you hosted. Uh, and I want to give the title, as was suggested by, uh, by you both, so Scaling Climate Tech Startups, Opportunities and Obstacles of Internationalization. Um, and I'd just like to just very briefly uh, introduce yourselves just very quickly. We do have the bios uh, on the podcast website, but just very briefly, Christian, if you could just introduce yourself and then go to the lunch and maybe Oliver then come in afterwards. All right. Sure. Great. Yeah. So uh, I'm Christian. I'm based in Tokyo since about 23 years. Uh, I'm the founder of PDIE Group, Purpose Driven Innovation Ecosystem. Uh, we are building a global network for change makers uh, in the sustainability space. Uh, we are finding and scaling uh, uh, the most impactful and sustainable innovations from local to global markets. And, and please, uh, please Davos, do say something. Sorry, please do say something in Japanese or maybe in German for both of you. It would be great for our audience. Thank you. In Japanese. Yes, please. <laughs> え、今回その世界経済フォーラムであのイベントを開催しておりますのでそのイベントについてちょっとあのこれからあのいろいろ話ししようと思ってます。I will speak about the event which we hosted in Davos at the World Economic Forum. Um the topic was planetary health and energy security enabled by AI and digitization. And uh, Oliver was uh, one of the panelists in, in the first panel, uh, which was uh, basically covering planetary health. And then I give over to Oliver. Thank you very okay. much. Welcome, gonna, Oliver. Thank you. I'm just going to take it from here, do a brief introduction, and I'm also going to say something in Chinese. If I would have understood what you have said in Japanese, I could have said it in Chinese, but Excellent. I would just say something <laughs> else then. Um, my name is Oliver. I um, spent uh, a major part of my life in China. I actually was doing my master's and my PhD over there, but I also was working in the VC industry, uh, really much focused on AI and climate tech. So this intersection is actually also the uh, research topic of my postdoc at MIT. So currently I'm based in uh, Boston, uh, USA, uh, doing my postdoc at MIT and really much focusing on uh, climate tech uh, investments involving AI, but also on the post-investment uh, management process for VC funds. And that really includes uh, also uh, today's topic, internationalization. So how to help climate tech companies scale. 然后我就说继续话中文，说先我非常感谢今天参加那个活动，然后希望可以跟大家分享一下我的经验，分享一下我的事业的那个风险。谢谢。Wow, nice, nice. I understood, Shay Shay. That's all I understood.
<laughs> we can help right. each other. I'll assume with Japanese, I with Chinese, maybe. <laughs> See, we got a we got a we got a language uh, program going on here. Um, all right, so let's go back to the lunch, which took place, if I remember correctly, at the Post Hotel in uh, Davos on January 17, almost a month ago. Uh, Christian, why don't you uh, lead us maybe in the conversation and and maybe interview maybe Oliver and ask him some questions? That would be great. Yeah. So first of all, I mean, I, I also should mention that uh, we co-hosted this yes. event with Schmidt Futures, Eric Schmidt's uh, think tank, also with your uh, organization, Trocadero Forum, and with yes. the Global Forum, and uh, with a couple of other organizations as well. Yes. And um, Oliver had been actually recommended to me by a good friend uh, from MIT Sloan, uh, Jason Jay, and uh, we immediately uh, started uh, the conversation uh, about six weeks before the event, actually, and hmm. then, uh, yeah, we we met, uh, and Oliver had had this uh, small accident, but uh, <laughs> Oliver uh, was included in in the first panel. We had two panels. Uh, Planetary Health was the one, the first one, and the the second one was more specifically only uh, t uh, targeting uh, the energy security uh, theme, and we we brought together. Uh, people from the policy uh, making side uh, and entrepreneurs and innovators on the other hand and uh, Oliver um, you what what was your experience uh, during the event and so it was maybe really fantastic bring so, in your, yes so your I just, no yes. go ahead please question <laughs> sorry um, yeah I, I just wanted to uh, frame it a little bit more so uh, you, your your background uh, is that you you're managing also this uh, AI fund so you have uh, insights also in different geographies uh, into this mm. uh, topic and um, yeah what maybe you can just recap a little bit about uh, your intervention at the event and um, that would be very nice. Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much also for having me. It was really a great pleasure to participate because there were also really interesting panelists, really interesting insights I could also gather from my side. But uh, just a general overview over the event, it was uh, completely full. So the people were asking to come into the room and people couldn't get in anymore. <laughs> so uh, that was like the first like uh, event location description. And the post hotel is like a really amazing place. So it felt like, really like you're in this kind of location in Switzerland, in this kind of chalet uh, kind of environment, mm -hmm. really beautiful. Right. And um, my topic was really on how AI and climate tech intersect. So how AI can benefit climate tech startups, mm -hmm. how it is used. And I gave a short introduction to that one, uh, mainly focusing uh, on like two uh, examples. So one, uh, and you mentioned that before, is actually on the uh, nuclear uh, fusion side where yeah. actually people don't uh, or most people are not aware that uh, AI technology really can uh, benefit uh, this kind of technology in two kinds of ways. First, mm -hmm. um, you know, in fusion, you have the plasma streams uh, which are uh, created by the extreme heat and you have to maintain and you have to balance and you have to stabilize right. those uh, um well plasma uh, flows and that uh, can be really well done with ai so ai is actually really uh, 
commonly used right now. It wasn't before, but right now, commonly used in nuclear uh, fusion technology, and it really uh, benefits uh, fusion, and it brought some uh, technological breakthroughs. So this is the one side. Um, the second uh, one is, you can think of it very easily also in Germany there, for example, if wind parks are built or if solar parks are built, AI is actually a major tool and it can really improve your uh, decision-making efficiency. Uh, mm -hmm. If you analyze, for example, weather data, uh, you analyze um, wind data, uh, sunshine data, electricity price data, and based on those AI algorithms, you can identify where to uh, locate and where to build actually the wind parks and the solar parks. So this Great. is actually where AI has really a planetary impact. And, mm. really provides. and I gave obviously a little bit more information on that one, uh, but I just want to keep it short so that we can jump on to the next question. Sure. Go ahead, Christian. <clears throat> Great. Yeah, so um, in, in the first panel, we also had uh, another speaker who was speaking about uh not only planetary health but uh, human health and well-being as well uh, did you also touch this topic or you you were more uh, touching the energy related uh, topics right i was touching it from a planetary health but on an energy perspective so uh, really much uh, on how ai can uh, benefit uh, really climate change how we can get uh, achieve net zero how we can promote decarbonization uh, this was my top topic, but it actually also uh, the other speakers, the other panelists had also some great insights, either on the energy side, but also on the human side, on how AI can actually benefit uh, uh, humanity. And that especially in terms of uh, medicine and, uh, well, just like general uh, medical applications. So where I can play, play a role in those kind of uh, sector. Uh, can I can I just jump in here for just a moment, um, uh, Oliver? Do you think, and I want you to get your 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 opinion as well, Christian? Do you think we can reach net zero by two two thousand fifty? Well, um, it's definitely uh, difficult, <laughs> but the thing is, so I I don't want to make like a, a concrete decision because there's so many factors which I think is for anybody like so difficult to predict. It looks very difficult right now, hmm. but. If we use technology, and that's why uh, I'm really focused, and that's why I really love the panel and the idea of Christian to do this event, the intersection of AI and climate in that case is actually a huge game changer in that kind of sense, because AI gives you so much more insights into data uh, flows. It gives you so much more uh, opportunities to make businesses more efficient, to promote technology and innovation. And this is exactly what we need to achieve net zero by 2050. So. It looks difficult right now, but I'm still very yeah. optimistic uh, in terms of how people, especially in different countries, uh, apply AI in their business models to innovate in terms of energy technologies, but also in like really decarbonized industries. So uh, yeah. in that sense, I'm very yeah. optimistic. Great. Christian? One of the other aspects uh, is, of course, that uh, the term net zero itself uh, is not really clearly defined yet. And uh, one of the other problems is um, where the emissions are being produced. This is in large corporations or in any kind of human uh, activity. Mm -hmm. uh, how to measure this and how to do the carbon accounting? Uh, this this is a, a very, very uh, difficult topic uh, at the moment. Uh, but this is also something where digitization and AI can play a major role. And there are already a number of companies which provide um, 
very interesting tools in order to uh, simplify and standardize uh, the, the way of measurement. And uh, it has to be transparent. It has to be comparable. Uh, and at the moment, it's not transparent and not, tra not comparable, uh, which also leads to all these uh, question marks, especially in terms of the carbon markets as well. Mm. But the carbon markets, this is also one big topic for the future. When it mm. becomes efficient, when it becomes transparent, and when it becomes really comparable in the measurement, uh, then it will be um, the market of the one market of the future, actually, where people can then, uh, yeah, go go forward and um, really work on on achieving uh, planetary health and net net zero, if if you want to call it like this. And the net okay. net zero, uh, yeah. Sorry, can we see some role of blockchain technology? Perhaps you were talking about transparency, and uh, is there some probably some some way that blockchain technology can can play a role here? Blockchain technology is, is uh, for sure one of these technologies. Uh, it it doesn't need to be blockchain necessarily, okay. but uh, blockchain is is one one uh, of the possibilities. Uh, how to create these uh, protocols, which then would be locked down in in these uh, these long uh, hash graphs, uh, which which um, would be immutable and uh, would be recorded at at, uh, at in the instance, basically. Exactly, exactly. So let's uh, let's let's move on, and maybe you can maybe take your takeaways, uh, Christian first, and maybe then Oliver uh, at the event. And what do you think we should do next year in Davos? How's that? That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so takeaways, I mean, um, from my side, uh, this year in Davos, uh, the, the major topic was uh, rebuilding trust. Right. And uh, also the three Gs, uh, they called it generative AI, uh, green transformation, and geopolitics. Uh, yeah. At the moment, you know, uh, this weekend, actually, there's uh, the Munich Security Conference and I'm PDA watching is... it. Are ah, you watching it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. PDA has also been uh, involved in one of the events. I, I haven't huh. been uh, going there this time, uh, traveling too much, but... Um, <laughs> you were pretty busy, Friday yeah. We had, we had an event there, yeah. But uh, some of the major takeaways are we, uh, we have all the possibilities. Uh, there's, there's a kind of a, a big... Um, AI boom and also hype, we could say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need to channel this into, into the right directions and create a purpose-driven economy and not a fear-based economy uh, right. because a fear-based economy is very dangerous and leads to, uh, leads to more uh, conflict and more geopolitical issues. In, instead okay. of leading to more of these, uh, we need to uh, foster international collaboration in order to um yeah to to really work on the on the real problems uh, in uh -huh. the world uh, to ensure that the next generations can live on this planet i, yeah, I completely yeah, agree with you what do we do next next year in davos um that's um that's a very good question uh Let, let's hope, talk about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe I we, we still have some to... time we still have some time I, I first give to Oliver so that he yeah. can also. Absolutely, yeah. please. 
Well, thank you, Christian. So I think, honestly, rebuilding trust is actually the topic which actually needs to be followed on in next year's Davos. And just like to make the bridge uh, for to internationalization and why that is so important. Mm. International collaboration, especially in climate tech and AI applications to achieve net zero is extremely crucial. Uh, for example, if there is no collaboration between China and the US, I give one short example on why that is so crucial. If you take a look at one of the topics which uh, was one of the main issues uh, and one of the main conclusions of the meeting between Biden and Xi Jinping, uh, just like at the end of last year, is really much uh, methane capturing. How do you uh, solve methane? If the two countries don't collaborate, I mean, it's nearly mm. impossible. Without China, you cannot solve methane because I think at mm. least um, in terms of coal mine methane emissions, 50% of worldwide coal mine methane emissions are coming just from one province in China. And the wow. cooperation and collaboration in that kind of field, especially in climate tech and AI, is so crucial uh, to achieve net zero. So that's why I think what Christian just mentioned is uh, totally uh, up to date. And you should really like further uh, next year uh, the conversation on that topic to really uh, establish uh, and to rebuild the trust and to promote international collaboration to solve those issues, which are actually not just on a national level, but are there for all mankind. And I think international co collaboration, internationalization of businesses is the right way to do it. Well, I think the Trocadero Forum Institute that I have founded hopes to do exactly that, what you both said, gentlemen. In other words, provide students with sustainable leadership and diplomacy in a way that they can build connections. And, you know, I'm in the process of putting these programs together about mobility and going and visiting other countries and seeing the challenges and how each country has different, you know, ways or could work together or solve issues. So uh, I appreciate very much your input. Uh, your input. Any last words before we leave, Christian? Perhaps. And since I guess you're not ready to tell me what we're going to do next year in Davos, maybe just <laughs> a few hopeful words. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm always uh, on the optimistic side, uh, and too. I believe that we are going through a, a big transition anyway. And that uh, on the other side of this transition, uh, there is a new civilization, and uh, which which has uh, is more ecological, and yes, uh, which um, has empowerment for human humans. Uh, the humans are using technology in order to be empowered and not to be enslaved, and yes. we have an ecological uh, civilization. But uh, before we go, we come there. We have to have a lot of. Um, obstacles uh, like there's a u.s uh, general election this year we don't know what happens then so next next year in davos we will be uh, we will know about the outcomes of this and uh, mm -hmm. it will be very interesting i think i think so thank too you, you know there's so there's, six, there's 61 elections this year it's the most elections ever so i think uh, in wow. a way if you consider also democracies are being tested as well so not only yeah. the U.S., of course, it's one of the bigger players, certainly, but uh, I'm keeping my eye, of course, very closely on, on the U.S. election. So I'm sure we'll have something to discuss in Davos next year. Thank you so much, Christian. Uh, Oliver, maybe a few uh, concluding remarks? Yes, definitely. So I'm also very uh, optimistic, uh, especially uh, if we really uh, promote international collaboration. If you further come together, use technology uh, for the good of mankind yeah. and just try to see how we can use it to solve the existing problems. And I honestly believe 
through international collaboration, uh, through especially for climate tech, uh, internationalization of businesses to, uh, well, solve the problems where they are, uh, to get larger markets. This is the way to go. And this will actually get us to net zero uh, by 2050. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Maybe a, a goodbye in Japanese and Chinese for our audience. Okay, and in Chinese. Thank you so much, and au revoir de Paris, à très bientôt. Thank you so much, and uh, looking forward to see you uh, on a future podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care, bye-bye. Thank you.